The Super Speedway Podcast is a Dream Bigger Media production. For news, photos, show notes, and information about advertising on the podcast, visit www.thesuperspeedway.com. Three, two, one. Welcome to the Super Speedway. I try to do things the right way. I try to race uh, the way I want to be raced. You know, and sometimes I clearly get taken advantage of because of that. But at the end of the day, I know that uh, you know when I beat a guy, it's because I outdrove him. It's not because I took a cheap shot and ran into him. That's just that's my way of thinking. Some people disagree with it. Some people think it's perfectly fine to, to knock somebody out of the way to get a win. In my opinion, it's not. So we all have opinions. We all think differently about different things. It's just not the way I've ever done it. Whether it's go-karts when I was a kid or racing modified, it doesn't matter what it was. Um, just the way I was taught to race. You race fair, you race clean, you race as hard as you can, and try to beat the guy straight up. Um, I can say that every single win I've ever had, I earned it. Oh, that wasn't the way that was supposed to happen. Welcome to episode 85 of the Super Speedway Podcast, recorded Friday, November 2nd, 2018. I'm your host, Eric Young. And I'm joined by my co-host, James Cush. James, I'm all riled up from that intro. Obviously, well, that, messing things up here. So, Yeah, I mean, that was uh, a hard fade, I guess, <laughs> yeah. is what you could call that. that. That was good. I hit the wrong button, but I'm not redoing awesome. it. So we're, we're just going with it. <laughs> That's how we you know, we've been screwing up the intro every so often, and I think it makes for a better podcast, yeah, so that's fine. I agree. Yeah. We don't want to give anybody like this false sense that we're real professional here or anything, so no, make no, sure they fine. know what they're getting into right off the bat if they're just tuning in for the first time. For sure. So it's Friday, for one, so we're late because I, life got in the way. And uh, But yeah, we, we still want to talk about Martinsville, right, James? Yeah, we got it. We got to. <laughs> We got to. I, I started to calm down about Martinsville, and then uh, Martin Truex Jr. did an interview with Bob Pockris yesterday, and I got all fired up again. So well, the, I'm ready. The clip from the intro was during a press conference, I think, today here at Texas Motor Speedway. Um, but let's let's start first with how we never start for these things when there's a controversial thing or whatever. Let's start by saying Joey Logano gets the win this week or last week at Martinsville, the first day to 500. Earns himself a spot in the final four. He will get to race for a championship at Homestead. Three more spots to be determined, but the story of the weekend, of course, was the Martin Truex Jr. Joey Logano battle at the end of the race. So let's talk about it, James. I know you and I are going to agree on it because we've already talked about it before we went on the air, but was Joey out of line roughing Truex up? And, and I guess, what's your take on that whole deal? Well, do we are we... Uh... Are we driving open wheel cars now and <laughs> right. uh, being a bunch of sissies? <laughs> then no. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, we drive full body stock cars in our uh, in our sport, man. So no, that was good. He was clear. Yeah, I mean, come on. I, okay, so Truex claims he would never race that way. Well, I'm sorry. That's that's Truex's problem. Um, yep. I like the fact that Joey pretty much came out and said after the race that yeah, he roughed him up. He He's going for the championship, and and I mean, I, I listened to uh, Dave Moody talk about it, and you know, Dave was right. Not only if Joey doesn't do that, you the 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 team's mad at him, the sponsors mad at him. There's so many things that can spiral because of that. Joey's got to do what he's got to do to win the championship. He's not. He wasn't necessarily in a place where he could point. He didn't his wreck way the in. guy, you know. No, what he I'm just saying? bumped him out of the way, and he. I mean, let's put it this way. Here's the thing. Joey did exactly what Denny Hamlin didn't do last year. He did it right. He waited to the last yep. turn and he didn't wreck the guy. 
If you yep. if you go look at the replay from Denny Hamlin hitting Chase Elliott, Denny Hamlin was wrong last year. He hit him in the side. He spun him out. Joey just pushed him up the track, and then yep. they did their clean. shenanigans coming off of turn four. But that was a, that was fair game, man, for Martinsville especially. Yeah. No, it was totally clean. I mean, he <laughs> don't get any better than that. Yeah. I I don't understand. Like, if it's like Martin is playing football, but he doesn't want to be tackled. Right. That's. <laughs> I mean, that's, you know, and I don't get why he's on. And what really ticked me off later this week, I, I'm actually glad we're recording on a Friday instead of <laughs> our normal Tuesday, because what really ticked me off yesterday was now he's on this holier than thou um, press tour <laughs> where I don't do it this way. And I, I'm never going to do it that way. I'm going to race clean. And I, I mean, man, you're in you're in NASCAR stock car racing. Everybody who's ever been good at it has used the chrome horn from time to time. Yeah. I don't understand what's so wrong about it. And and fans who are mad at Joey Logano, get out of here. Right. Get out of here. I don't want to hear any of that stuff. You can be mad at him because you don't like him, but don't be mad at him for what he did. Right. Yeah, so. I mean, he could, it could have been way worse. He could have wrecked Truex sooner. He could have wrecked Truex. I mean, yeah. he didn't wreck him. Even coming off of four, it was still – they were rubbing, but that was clean. That was – Yep. That's racing, man. Rubbing is yeah. racing. Exactly. Yeah. And under Martin, you know, according to Martin Truex Jr., we would never have the uh, Ricky Craven, Kurt Busch finish at Darlington right. or, you know, the the famous Jeff Gordon, Rusty Wallace bump and runs in Bristol. I mean, that that's not allowed, apparently, right. exactly. in, our, in our sport. So, so yeah, I was pretty – I'm pretty ticked off at Truex, <laughs> if, you, if you can't tell. <laughs> um, well, I'll tell but, you what. If I'm whoever is going to be sponsoring Martin Truex Jr. next year, I'm pretty ticked off at him. I yeah, mean, you're not gonna do what it takes. Yeah, exactly. You got a chance to win that race. Truex could have could have clean. You know, I mean, yep. it, the, I'm sorry that first of all, if he had any thought that that wasn't gonna happen, then oh, right. come on. I mean, well, they knew it was gonna happen. It was on his radio. If you right. listen to Radioactive, yeah. I mean, the the spotters telling him, you know, it's coming, it's coming. Yeah, and you know, if <sighs> it was the cleanest I mean, possible way that Joey Logano could have hit him. Yeah. And, you know, and another thing, too, it's not smart racing on Truex's part. No. Honestly, I mean, he could have, if he would have run Joey up the track a little bit, he would have been clear and, and set sail. He would have right. won that race no problem. And he he, he could have raced Joey just as clean by giving him the bumper. Yep. I know I know he raced Joey clean. He didn't get into him. He, he did get into him just a, just a tick. Um, but, you know, he did race him clean, and that's fine. But, you know, it's not like Joey – did the Denny Hamlin last year. I mean, that's a, that's a whole different story. Right. And you got Joey Logano. This is a guy who's been pushed around his entire career in the cup series. And yep. he's willing to throw down and do what need, what he needs to be done to win the race. And he he's did it. got his sights set on that championship and he's hungry Yeah, and he doesn't have one. He yep. doesn't have that championship and he's let a, he's let a couple of opportunities get away from him. His, his year this year has been good, not great. Uh, he had the one win at Talladega, so I mean, he was he he was a shark smelling blood in the water. Yeah, and he went for it, and and you know that that whole last sequence was just phenomenal between uh, Kez, you know, Keselowski was up there, and and him and Joey that that was kind of a weird battle too. Um, you know, it's hard to say ifs and buts, but if uh, Keselowski was in the in the chase or in the playoffs still, maybe he's in victory lane. I, right. I don't know, but. Well, but that whole sequence was just fantastic. Let's let's talk about that. First of all, I mean, the majority of the race, it wasn't a bad race, but it wasn't a Martinsville, you know, bump and yeah. crash and spin and constant cautions and lots of people mad at each other type of race. But I, I will be so bold to say that the last 10 laps of that race were 
the best you can ask for in NASCAR. Yeah, it was intense. I personally think that those, and I'm not saying this, let me clarify. Well, let me say it first. Those 10 laps were the best 10 laps in NASCAR history. Now, I'm not saying they're better than other moments in NASCAR history, but they are right there. You had everything you could possibly ask for. You had passing, you had rubbing, you had side-by-side racing, you had the bump and run at the end, you had a side-by-side race to the finish. Yep. Everything you could ask for in NASCAR was right there in that, that last 10 laps of that race. Yep, that's as good as it gets yep. right you there. You cannot ask for anything more than that. I mean, seriously, the only I mean, maybe a caution in the middle of it, but that would have yeah. ruined it. That wouldn't have made it better. Yeah, yeah. And and if you're Roger Penske in that whole organization, you're probably – you have a sigh of relief a little bit too. Right. Uh, because of, I guess, the ethics of Brad Keselowski. Um, he didn't back off. I don't want to. I don't want to sound like he just gave the win to Joey Logano, but he raced him differently than I think. I think he would have otherwise. Right. Uh, but that led to what you know what we saw at the end, which was just absolutely fantastic. That whole sequence was just was just fantastic. The other thing that's neat about it is it was also it was another one of those organic finishes. We didn't yes. have it because of a green white checker or a late race caution. It just happened that way. It just worked out that way. It, just like Chicago was earlier this year. You know, yep, Chicago was, was the same that thing that you didn't have a green-white checker that manufactured this finish. This was organic. Again, you could not ask for anything better than this. Yep, and NASCAR's got to be thinking, man, more short tracks. Because, I mean, this is what, you know, every time we go to Martinsville, we get a, a, a really good show. Even yeah. if it's – even a bland Martinsville is is way better than, oh, you know, yeah. 80% of the schedule. Exactly, know? and you're – when you're watching on TV too, you're only seeing a fraction of it. I've not been to Martinsville personally, but I've talked to plenty of people who have, and and it's on my on my list to get to uh, sooner than later. But mm-hmm. you know, there's action all the way around that track. There's no way there can't be. It's so small and so tight. You yep. have to be bumping and rubbing and sliding, you know, to to make moves. So, yes, for sure. So, um, I don't know. Is there really much else to talk about with Martinsville? Well, I think you I know. Mean, I think recording on uh, today, I, you know, I think we covered everything we would have covered anyway, but yeah. um, you know, Martinsville has been, Martinsville has been covered and picked at, but I think, I think we said what we needed to say. I feel like I feel better. Yeah. You know, it's funny. You know, what's funny about the podcast now is <laughs> it's your therapy. Um, well, yeah. It's a little bit of, it's a little bit of fan therapy. Cause if I get <laughs> mad about something, I really enjoy coming on the podcast just to be like, <laughs> I got I gotta air it out. You know, that's funny. That's funny. We Which need to good. just add a James rant section to the podcast. Well, I mean, every I, week. Exactly. The whole well, thing is a James rant, but when I feel bad for you too, because you were on the receiving end of some of my texts this week and I was, I was texting fast and furious. It's so. all good, man. I, I love seeing you riled up. That's, that's one of my favorite things. So <laughs> there um, we go. let's talk points a little bit real quick. Obviously we're going into Texas this weekend. We're, we're recording this just a couple of days before the race, but um, point standings, Joey Logano's locked into the final four. You got Kyle Busch uh, 45 ahead in, in second in points. Yep. Uh, Martin Truex jr. 25, Kevin Harvick, 25. Your four out are Kurt Busch at minus 25. Chase Elliott at minus 31. Clint Boyer, minus 42. Eric Almarola, minus 50. I think it's probably pretty safe to say Kyle Busch probably going to move on. Well, he's got basically a, a rate, not not quite a full race yeah. ahead, but he's got a nice cushion. Uh, and I like of course, where Texas, Harvick... Texas is the track that Kyle likes to implode at. Yeah, that's well, that's true. He does have a documented history there. Uh, this, is the, uh, this is the flip the bird to the NASCAR officials. Yeah, this is wrecking the Hornaday. Wrecking Hornaday. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think I feel comfortable with where Kevin Harvick is. Um, that's twenty five points is a nice cushion, but 
he's also going to bring some pretty good pieces to Texas and Phoenix. So, but if if uh, two of those guys and those other four get a win, oh, I know that's the thing. That's the thing, and I that's why I think I feel I'm a little more comfortable with Harvick over Truex. Yeah, uh, I think Harvick is going to outspeed Truex. I stand um, by my statement. Truex ain't going to win again this year. Yeah, I don't think so either. Yeah, and man. even and he should have two wins in this playoff, and yeah. both of them, you know, both yeah. of them he's had contact. And you know, and I, I did want to mention that too. Like, we're giving Truex a hard time. Truex is mad. Truex is mad partially too, because this is the second race in three weeks where oh, he's yeah. been leading going into the last turn. Yeah, and, and not won the race. So, yep. Yep. I mean, and he's that's he's got a right to be frustrated, but yeah, you know, just. I race like everybody. Well, and then he says, yeah. Well, and then when he says things like Joey's not winning the championship and you and I, you and I, and probably every NASCAR fan. know. Dale Earnhardt Jr. said it on his podcast. He's not going to do nothing. Mark's not going to wreck anybody. (laughs) What is he talking about? He's got this code now. He's not wrecking nobody. Junior's Junior's quote was he, he talks like Dale Earnhardt. He drives like Mark Martin. There. (laughs) That's good. I like that. Yeah. That is good. That is good. I didn't, I didn't hear that. That's pretty fun. (laughs) So, um, I mean, so we, we probably we we're pretty safe to say we think Kyle Busch and Kevin Harvick are getting in, right? I I like them too. Yeah. Do you think I, Truex is going to pull it off, or you think one well, of those other four is going to get in? Well, now that Logano has won already, um, boy, I think Chase Elliott's probably the most dangerous out of the rest of the group. I think, I think any of those guys has to win though. If they don't win, they're not yeah, getting in. Yeah, they got. Oh yeah, they got to win. And I think you know, you and I talked about this last week. Um, you know, we said why not Joey. Right. And I think you and I kind of left that podcast last week thinking, well, I think we both think Joey Logano is getting in. Yeah. So I, at this point, the the four that we thought could probably move on better than anybody are there minus, you know, maybe Truex instead of, you know, Chase Elliott instead of Truex. Um, I think Chase is going to be a problem in Texas, possibly. He could he could do and he's good. In, he's good at Phoenix, too. He's good so at Phoenix, Phoenix real good almost at Phoenix. got him in last year. Yeah, and he's not as good as Kevin Harvick at Phoenix, but True. nobody's as good as Kevin Harvick at Phoenix. Right. So uh, I like where though I like where Chase Elliott is. I, you know, thirty-one points back is not that big of a deal. Um, at, at this point, he's got two races to go. Um, I, I would be worried though that Kyle Busch is Kyle Busch is not going to have to win a race. He's probably he's probably sitting pretty. So yeah. um, it's going to get interesting after Texas. I, it's it's early to say. Joey Logano really kind of threw a wrench into everything a little bit, um, but we didn't think the big three were going to win Martinsville anyway, other no. than possibly Kyle Busch. So I think we're I think we're about where we thought we'd be right now. I think Kurt Busch is the only one left that could points his way in out of the the outside four, and yeah. I I think he could only do it if he wasn't Kurt Busch. And he's a weird, <laughs> yeah. Well, and I was just going to say too, they're in a weird team situation too because yeah. everybody knows he's leaving. So. Yeah. That's that's a weird spot to be in. He's the only lame duck. Well, I guess you could say him, him and Truex are kind of two lame ducks in this. Yeah. Uh, in, in this little situation here, so we'll see if either of them can can sneak their way in. There you go. All right, let's talk a little bit about the news for the week, James. I had to start with the biggest news item of the week. This is this is the top news item. Um, this is spectacular. I'll tell you what. So Texas Motor Speedway this weekend, and those of you who might be there right now because the trucks are racing tonight have been introduced to hog heavens tater nader james check this sucker out so this is let me find it here a texas size smoked potato it is overstuffed with a robust pound and a half mix of barbecue pulled pork brisket and hickory black pepper sausage and then 
It is, let's find the rest of it here, uh, covered with a creamy and spicy bacon jalapeno mac, mac and cheese with creamy bacon gravy topped off with a helping of onion crisps. Don't you what just are, feel sick to your stomach just thinking about what are it? We, what are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> it, it could only be in Texas, and it could only be NASCAR, man. <laughs> I don't think I could eat two bites of that without getting sick. I don't like half of what's on that. But I could probably get a get buy with one bite, but I would instantly feel terrible. It's it's only $12, and oh, uh, I'm thinking it comes with a side of, uh, of Tums for sure. You got to have the Tums, yeah. <laughs> See, if you're going to put one of those bad boys down, first of all, if anybody does put a full one of those down, I want to hear about it. Yeah. I, I want to know that story. Like, that's that sounds like – trying to finish a marathon or something. It right. just seems insur- insurmountable. Yeah, I would have a better chance of finishing this than a marathon though. I know oh, I know God. that's not your case, but that's my case for sure. I mean, I it just it it's I'm looking at a picture of this thing and it just looks daunting. <laughs> it's just daunting. Yeah. Um Hater Nader. Wow. Yeah. Like I said, 12 bucks. That's pretty cheap for the racetrack for what this thing offers. I mean, you could you could get this sucker and piece it out to like three or four of your friends. Yeah, feed, you could feed, feed the, the whole family. family. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh God, I'm I have heartburn right now just thinking about it. That's so gross. <laughs> All right, let's talk about real news then. Uh, Gateway Internet or Gateway? I don't know what the heck the name of the track is. Gateway. We'll just say Gateway. Gateway Motorsports Park. There you go. The president of Gateway said that he is interested in a NASCAR race and also or in, in a Cup race, and he'd be interested in an op- in a midweek race. Um, I like that. thirty thousand. It says they drew to their IndyCar race uh, earlier this year. Um. Lots to talk about schedule changes. We're going to talk about it still, here in a second. So. Are they still running the Truck Series there? Truck Series is still racing there. The Truck Series has been back for the last couple years, I believe. The Xfinity Series, uh, they don't race there anymore, though, do they? I don't remember. <laughs> no, I don't think I don't, so. I think it's just the trucks. Yeah, right just the trucks right now. Okay. So, But it's a cool track, and it'd be neat to see some cup cars out there. It'd be an interesting spot right in the middle of the country, basically. Yeah, well, that's an area we don't really go near. Yeah, if you think about it, I mean, it's it's kind of out there on its own. It's a neat racetrack. It's a flat. What is it? Mile? It's not a mile yeah, and a half. It's a little over a mile, I think, or right yeah. around a mile. Yeah, it's a flat mile. One point so two five cool. mile circuit. It's just outside of St. Louis. Yeah, that's a kind of a cool track. So it looks like Homestead, but it's not banked. So yeah, it's a lot. It's actually kind of like a cross between Homestead and Martinsville. Hey, yeah, and Darlington. I, yeah, because there you go. the shape is more like Darlington, and that one end is it has a wider apex than the other. Um, yeah. Turn one and two is really tight, but there's no banking or very little banking, and it's kind of stretched out like Martinsville. So, I think it's almost the perfect size facility for a NASCAR Cup Series race now. It'd be pretty good, and, and they just put a ton of money into that place and a ton of work into that yeah. place to get NASCAR back there. So, and we don't need tracks to have eighty thousand. Shoot, we don't even need 50,000 seats. I don't even think we need 50,000 seats anymore at these facilities. Yeah. 30,000 is probably a good number. Yeah. You, and you, I That's mean, a football stadium, you know? Yeah, exactly. And just charge a premium for the tickets. And, you know, that'll suck for the fans, the casual fans that want to get out there and get a $20 ticket. But, you know, there's they tracks that are available for that. Yeah. I, I like Gateway. I think that'd be, and it's one of my great, one of the great NASCAR finishes of all time. <laughs> Carl Edwards yeah. and Brad Kowalski. Oh, my God. <laughs> one so, of the times. Carl Edwards tried to kill Brad Keselowski. Yeah, that was one of the, yeah. yeah. Oh, geez. Maybe it wasn't a great finish, but yeah. it was an interesting. It was pretty rough. Yeah, I'm all for it, man. I'd, I'd love to see Gateway on the schedule. Why not? I agree. Um, speaking of Gateway, uh, James, you and I talked about this earlier in the week through text, but 
Uh, Dave Moody was talking on his show. I, I always talk about Dave. All right. I just happens to be on when I'm in the car, basically. That's okay. I've been listening to him this week, too. Good so. deal. Good deal. And uh, so he's talking on the show, and he made a comment that they were talking about the schedule, and he made a comment that the schedule is going to look a lot different in 2020, which we've already known that there's a lot of talk, but you and I both have kind of speculated that maybe the changes aren't going to be as big as everybody thinks they're going to be because of contracts and whatnot and just all the inner workings and gears that have to move. And then maybe some of the big changes we could expect to see in the lower series more so than the cup series, but he seems pretty certain that it's going to look a lot different. He said that NASCAR is listening, that there's going to be more short tracks or they're looking at more short tracks and the emphasis on 1.5 mile tracks will be no longer. So, So my question is this, does Dave know what he's talking about? First of all, and how does NASCAR get this done? Well, if anybody's tapped in, it's somebody like Dave. That's my thought. And, and you know, if this was coming from Pocris, I think that's a little different. Right. But still, Dave Dave's tapped in. He's at the track, you know, almost every weekend of the season. Right. Um. And yeah, I, you know, I think this could happen. So, I think. Go ahead. You know, I was just gonna say, I think the fans have been screaming forever that we want we want changes, right? Right. And I think NASCAR finally did something with the Roval, and it it was like a big light bulb for them. Like, oh, wait a second, ticket sales are up, right? Rating ratings are up. Maybe there is something to this schedule change, getting intrigue into you know different tracks around the around the country. So how is it? Do they how do they pull this off? Because, do, I mean, do we do we do more Rovals? Is that how we do this? There's only so many short tracks you can add without building a new short track. Um, right. I mean, you and I talked, you could ORP, maybe you'd have to put a ton of money into that place, but they've got the safer barrier. You'd have to put more seats back in there, which they took a ton out after NASCAR left to begin yep. with. Um, you've got Iowa that needs some seats and is probably pretty close to ready to go. You got gateway. That's willing to, to put the money in to go. You got yep. Nashville, Milwaukee mile, maybe, maybe, but Milwaukee miles struggling just in general, aren't they? Sure. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if that could happen. You've got, I mean, Nashville obviously is looking really good, like it might happen. Yeah, um, Nashville, Nashville will be on some sort of Cup Series circuit within the next five to ten years. Yeah. yeah it, no doubt, no doubt. So, and I mean, then you talk, you can look at, okay, so there's other road courses we could go to. There's the ones that we run in the Xfinity Series on. Yeah, Road America. and Yeah, you've got, yeah. you've got the Circuit of Americas in Austin, yep. but there's been a lot of talk that Texas Motor Speedway is never going to let that happen because they're too close and – so, I mean, how do they get this done? Is it, I don't know, man. <laughs> you got to eliminate second dates somewhere. I agree. So your, your Texas is, and, well, and that's hard too, because Las Vegas just added a second date. Yep. Um, so you got to lose, you got to lose a Kansas, probably a Michigan, mm-hmm. you know, tracks like that are, are going to have to sacrifice dates or they could try the Charlotte model, but how many Rovals does is NASCAR willing we, to have? We can't maybe, have six rovals in the no, series. No, but if we know. have if we have two rovals, maybe that's a Texas option. Yeah. Texas says, "Well, don't go to Circuit of the Americas. Let's do a let's do a Texas roval." I think. So, well, I don't know. I was going to say one of the places I'd like to see, uh, you know, a, a road course look at is Pocono. Yep. But I really like the fact that Pocono, and we talked about this when we ran Pocono, that it may not be the best race of the season, but it's also unique. I mean, it's such yep. a unique track that I I almost hate to see them, yep, do something like that. So I don't know, I don't know. Yep, yeah, tracks like Phoenix. That I mean, I lo- we like Phoenix. It's yeah. different. Um, they just did a huge remodel and a huge, uh, you know, they flipped the track basically to yep. to move the start finish line. So we'll see how that goes in a couple weeks. But 
Yeah, you know the, the venues. In the, I think the thing NASCAR realizes now too is the venues don't need to be big. They right. they really don't. Like you can pack seats into these places, that you, and you don't need a hundred thousand anymore. Right. So do you think that NASCAR thinks deep down though that they're going to be able to pull big numbers again? Because like that would be the only thing I could think that would limit them is they're like okay, well, we're not big, as big right now, but could we co- go back? I don't think they're going to go back to, you know, mid-2000s no. numbers, but does somebody, do the bigger, higher-ups there think they're going to be able to, and so they're scared to go to a small venue where they can't expand like that? I think the TV partners probably would have to have have to have a say in that, too. Um, you're going to have, you know, like NBC right now, they've had great races. Mm-hmm. Everything's been trending down except the Roval. Right. So NBC looks at it and says, hey, you know, we want to continue our investment in NASCAR. You guys got to do more of this, this, and this. Uh, I think that is where the dollar amount's going to speak. Not so much what the fans are willing to spend, but how much the fans are willing to tune in for the advertisers. Right. I think that's the that's the model NASCAR is probably paying the most attention to. Yeah, you're probably right. <clears throat> okay. A um, couple more things. This is kind of old news now because it was announced before the weekend, but uh, get a little chance to talk about it. Ally Financial announces uh, that it will sponsor Jimmy Johnson for the next two years as the whole season primary sponsor. Uh, they were formerly GMAC, which was a Hendrick sponsor back in the day, has not been a part of the sport, but now is back. And I, I mean, Jimmy Johnson's got a sponsor, so yeah, I thought this was the biggest news of the of the week. Yeah, honestly. Um, cause we've been talking about it for a long time and it's so late in the season, but they finally got Jimmy Johnson a sponsor, but not, not just only that, a, yeah. yeah, a full season, two, two full season commitments was, which is huge yeah. for Jimmy. I, I guess I said ally was out of the sport. I don't know that they were actually out of the sport. I don't know how much of a role they played, if any, but yeah. to, to get them back as a primary sponsor is a pretty big deal too. And not only that, but on the seven time champs car. I'm assuming they're probably spending a little more money than they did when Brian Vickers was driving the 25. Yeah, car. Brian Vickers, Ricky. Well, there was a lot of GMAC cars back yeah. in the day. Ricky, Rick Hendrick drove for GMAC and yep. uh, Jack Sprague too. Yep. Um, in the truck series, so yeah, it's kind of cool that that they're back. They have that tie. Um, it's going to be a purple car, which is really weird. <laughs> right. So, uh, if you guys don't know what their color scheme is, just go to their website. But yeah, there's a lot of purples and and grays and and things but god it's gonna be weird uh, to see jimmy johnson in the car other than lowe's i know and i I would assume that their financial commitment probably isn't as big as what lowe's was spending i'm sure probably somewhat different but it no no matter what they've they're given enough for two you know two full seasons yeah um my question for you is so they're signed for two years jimmy's signed for two years is that you know is 2020 going to be the retirement tour i think it could be yeah, I wouldn't I'm be a bit th- surprised. I think a lot will depend on how next year goes for old Jimmer. Yeah, I think he's going to try to make these two years his run for eight, and mm-hmm. then uh, I think we'll see him going part-time maybe pretty soon. Yeah. I, I think everything's lining up for 2020 to be that last that last run. Yeah, I see Jimmy as a, the guy, too, that would not be like, oh, he wouldn't do the Brett Favre thing where he almost got it this year, so I'm going to go one more year. I don't see yeah. Jimmy doing that. I see Jimmy setting a, setting a time schedule, and this is it. So I do too. I, and with the new crew chief coming in, uh, it just looks, it looks like to me that they're taking one big swing at this thing. And if it doesn't work, um, by 2020, then we could see some big changes for him. Yeah, I think so. I, I, I don't disagree with that. I, I know it's, it's gotta be getting close. Jimmy doesn't need to, he doesn't have to prove anything else. No, but he's got that. He's got the, he still has the carrot. Yeah. He's got oh, yeah. 
nobody else has that carrot in front of them. Right. And he's close. got it. Yeah, <laughs> he's he's got a chance to make the biggest history in the the sport has seen since Dale Earnhardt tied. Yeah. Um. You know, when, when Jimmy tied, it was a big deal. Yeah, but nobody Do ever we thought. Even have any two-time champions left in the sport other than Jimmy Johnson? Um. Gosh, I'm trying to think who's out there right now. No, because there's not many champions driving right now. Right. Everybody Harvick, there's a lot of ones. Harvick, yep, Harvick has one. Kyle Bush has well, one. Part of the problem Shurek. is is that Jimmy's won seven in like ten years. So Well yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. He he <laughs> And Tony he, had two of them in that time. Yeah, Tony had two Tony had three total, one one before Jimmy. Right. And that that was the I, I've said that on this podcast before too. That Tony winning a couple of championships in the Johnson era is one of his greatest achievements because he, nobody else could even could even you know get close to that. Brad's got one. I'm trying to think. No, nobody else has two. I'm looking right now just to see. Nobody else has two. Kenseth has one, but he's he's not a threat. Kurt Busch has one. That's it, I think. Yeah, I don't. Jimmy, Jimmy, yeah. We look at we look at the list here. So Kenseth won. Well, Tony won in two thousand two, and and then, Ken- and then Kenseth won. Kenseth is the last, or was the, is the oldest current driver to have won the championship. Yep. So you got Kenseth in two thousand three, Kurt Busch two thousand four, then Tony, and then Jimmy, 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 Tony, Brad, Jimmy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's it, man. Yep. Jimmy's the only multiple, so nobody else has is even anywhere near where Jimmy Johnson is. Yeah, Kevin Harvick might be able to crack that. Yeah, and Kyle, and Kyle Busch. I think there's a pretty good chance we have a two-time champion after this year. We got to. Yeah, there's three unless, guys who could do it. Unless Joey could do it. Maybe Joey does add his name to the list. I don't know. That's incredible that That'd these guys really. only have one championship. It like is. Kyle, Kyle Busch is so great, and he's got one championship. Mm-hmm. And his one championship came in a weird season where he busted his leg in Daytona. We didn't know what was going to happen. And right. He finally got one. Right. And now we're like, <laughs> it's just crazy. Yeah. Jimmy Johnson ruined a lot of careers out there. <laughs> Blame JJ. Yeah, definitely. Uh, a couple other news items. International Speedway Corporation buys racing electronics. Racing electronics provides. What's that? I was just saying this is a big one, too. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't, I didn't no, it's okay. Um, racing electronics provides a lot of the radios for the teams. Um, and, and also is pretty much the main provider of scanners, rentals and all that stuff at the tracks. Um, the one question I have is how it will affect SMI tracks, which also have racing electronics at them. Um, I would assume there's still be some sort of contract there, but will that be a little different now that ISC owns? I mean, it's not like MRN still comes in and does the broadcast for the truck series when the truck series is at, uh, a SMI track. So I can't imagine it would be a huge deal, but yeah, well. it's kind of like Apple and Microsoft, you know, yeah. they sometimes they, they, they're rivals, but they also play nice together in certain circumstances. So and, and racing electronics works with IndyCar and, and HRA and a bunch of other series as well. So they're not exclusive NASCAR by any means. That's a good investment for ISC though. Yeah, definitely. And it, cool who, because they got the fan vision, fan visions included in that. Yeah. So that, that new uh, legend scanner that they have, I'll tell you what, when, when I, my scanner that I bought, I bought it last year is a racing electronic scanner. And I, I bought the cheapest one because at the time I'd go to the race once a year and considering how not much more expensive this legend is versus what I bought. And it's a 
it's a fan vision and a scanner in one device. Basically it's like an Android phone. Um, I mean, they got some cool stuff. It's pretty neat. Yeah. It gets fans closer to the experience. The scanner always makes the racing better. Yeah. The scanner makes the racing better. And I really like having the screen too, to be able to go back and watch the replays and stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, they have TV screens at some of the tracks, but if you go to tracks like Michigan, the TV screens are over in the corners. There's not much for people in the center grandstand. You don't get that. You don't get that Charlotte or Texas experience with the giant screen on the backstretch. So, right. Um, James, this one you're probably jumping up and down for. Oh yeah. <laughs> so fanatics is leaving NASCAR at the end of the year. Sort of. They're uh, going to end their The trackside trailers or trackside, whatever uh, partnership they have with NASCAR. Um, six years early, they were originally a 10 year deal. They were supposed to go through 2024, um, however, it looks like they're going to continue to manage NASCAR's e-commerce site. I think they've had that since like 2003 or something like that. Um, but yeah, so Fanatics heading out. So are we going to get our haulers back or something, maybe? I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> get out of here. Yeah, I have not been <laughs> impressed with Fanatics. And I never, you know, that was one thing. So during my time on the on the board at MIS, the mm-hmm. Fan Advisory Board, um, that was when Fanatics was, was bringing in the tent for the first time. And yep. And uh, the entire, I remember the entire board being optimistic that, yeah, this is, you know, we're going to miss the trailers. And everybody was kind of mad about the trailers, but we all gave it a chance. Mm -hmm. And then it showed up and we all went and boy, was that, that had so much more potential than I think people will ever give it credit for. Oh yeah. I mean, but it was botched from the start. mm -hmm. It was just botched from the start. It was terrible. It, It was, it was too small they were searching people's bags before they went in. I mean, it, it, the concept is neat. Instead of going to a hauler where you got to stand up at a trailer and reach up over the counter and point at stuff on a wall, you go in and try on hats and try on shirts and, you know, actually touch the product. But because of that, they had to make sure you weren't stealing stuff because you could just grab it and walk out with it. So they're searching yep. everybody coming in and coming out to make sure you don't have anything with you. Um, the selection was not as good. I don't think. And it was really cramped no, in there. It was terrible. It was hot as hell in there. I'll tell you. Yeah. You know, you're basically, you had some tents, but it's pretty much a, you're standing out in the middle of the sun in the center, like a bunch of cattle with a bunch of tons of people wrapped around you. It just, <laughs> yeah. it wasn't. It, they had some good things that they did. Like they had a whole section for the back of the pack drivers. Yeah. So you could go and get a Matt DiBenedetto shirt or whatever. I mean, if you really were fans of those guys, yeah, they had something for you. And before, right. you never could do that. That was a good thing. Um, but, boy, was I disappointed the year Tony Stewart retired. And I went to the track prepared. I was like, okay, this is I'm going to stock up on my Tony Stewart retirement mm-hmm. gear. This, this is it. And I kid you not, they had one T-shirt with, a, with the retirement logo on it. <laughs> and I was furious. Yeah. And I never, um, yeah, I never bought anything from the from those tents that I can re- that I can recall. I never bought a hat, a shirt, or a diecast, anything. I don't think I did either. I think I, you know, what I did, I did buy one thing, and it was when we had first uh, first realized that we were going to be parents, and I bought a Tony Stewart bib. <laughs> I was like, this is for my kid, and I was so proud of myself. <laughs> that was the only thing I ever spent money on at Fanatics, which is such a shame because. I really, I mean, going and buying stuff at the track, it's, I know it's kind of, it, it seems like it's not that big of a thing, but it's part of the racing NASCAR experience. Always has been. I'm kind of a hypocrite complaining about it because I really never did it. See, we camped at Juniper Hills across the street from MIS, and they had a souvenir road there as well that was basically the non-licensed more- people. 
Yeah. And so we would do all of our shopping there and yep. those still exist. Of course, there's a lot fewer now than it used to be. Um, but we would get, you know, last year's stuff or some stuff that wasn't, you know, straight off the trailer. And I, you know, I mostly bought matchbox or the, the one sixty four diecast cars to play with as a kid. And yep. so that's where my time was spent. I looked at stuff at the track where the track was usually like twice as much. Yeah. So I didn't shop out of the trailers a whole lot, but it was nice to be able to go up to your team's trailer and, and get something. And it also was a place for drivers to do autograph sessions, things like that that they didn't they had to do in different places which a lot of that is done now in the you know the other areas of well there's let's put it this way in the activation area there's plenty of extra space now <laughs> yeah there's a lot of space now they yeah. used to, i mean i remember mis used to pack that out there and there is and it was dirt vacant. you know i remember when mis was dirt and gravel yeah and then they repaved the whole thing made it really nice and now there's yeah, here's Chevy, here's Ford, and here's a few trailers. I'll tell you what I really like is I like that SMI has been doing that trackside stage, which we used to have trackside yep. for the was, was the TV show, and now they're yeah, doing it. Channel. Yep. Yeah, now they're basically doing it as like a live thing at the track. And I didn't venture out at the SMI tracks that I was at this year to uh, to check it out, but um, heard a lot about it and, and heard some of the talk with it, and it was it seemed like a pretty cool cool deal. And I I know there's been talk that they've been you know, working to bring that to some of the ISC tracks too. So that would be good. Yeah. Trackside was so much fun when they used to do it on speed channel. I loved it. I, I, yeah, I used to love that. See, I was a broadcasting minor in college, so yeah. I was, I geeked out over the broadcasting stuff. So, well, obviously we like to be on this podcast. So right. <laughs> but we do have some interest on the TV media side, but there remember they used to do trackside every night from the track. Yeah. And it would be like after practice and stuff and you yep. get to come home and you'd see the, I just thought it was so cool. Like I knew it was MIS week mm -hmm. and it'd be at the track. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to be down there tomorrow. And yep. uh, yeah, good times. Definitely. Yeah. We'll have to do an off season podcast on our favorite, uh, like things gone, you know, ways gone by or something. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I've got a few. <laughs> I could probably talk forever about it. Oh, I know. <laughs> um, last news item, at least that I have on the list, uh, Chevrolet, Announces they're updating the Camaro and Silverado and the Xfinity and Truck Series for next season, uh, making some adjustments to those. Um, I guess we could have put this in the Do You Care uh, section. Do you care, James? <laughs> that Silverado looks good. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it doesn't matter. These cars are all going to have different models here and there. Right. Uh, I guess it doesn't really matter. I'm more excited about the Mustang coming into the Cup Series. I think that looks pretty BA. Yeah. Um, I saw Ricky Stenhouse Jr.'s uh, 2019 paint scheme, and that – is a good looking car that blue with the Mustang. Yeah, I nice. agree. I agree. Uh, but yeah, the, the Camaro, the Xfinity Camaro looks good. The truck, I think the truck looked really sharp, but I mean, it's, it's probably pretty minor stuff compared yeah. to, compared to most things, but who, who cares? You know, the thing that I question, <laughs> which we haven't heard anything on, what is Xfinity series doing for their rules package next year? Um, I saw a tweet from Pockers, uh, yesterday that said that they think that the Xfinity cars are going to be harder to drive because I don't think they're doing the reduction in horsepower. That's what I didn't think. That, uh, I, they're not doing the air ducts either. Are they? I don't think so. I, I that's all I know from, from what I saw in the tweet. And then, uh, Bromberg jumped in, <laughs> um, which was, uh, which was really, which was a lot of fun. So <laughs> if you guys, if you guys are avid listeners of the podcast, you know, our, uh, Eric and I enjoy Bromberg. Yeah. <laughs> so. Enjoy is the word. <laughs> yeah. I like it more than Eric does. Uh, I thought it was funny for a while and it, I, it's gotten old. I've, yeah, yeah. I've kept my feelings on Nick pretty quiet on this podcast, but he, he I think I went off one time. He did say what I, uh, I kind of agreed with. 
is well, I think it, that's what that, pisses me off the most about him, James, is that I do agree with some of the stuff that he says. I, I, know. I just don't like the way he goes about it. That's true. <laughs> he is a troll. Yeah. <laughs> that's okay. And not not saying that in a bad way. I'm not saying that in a bad right, way. Right. No. I, I've been known to troll from time to time myself. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I trolled I've done Mar- it too. I trolled Martin Truex Jr. on uh, <laughs> on Sunday. So that's okay. <laughs> nice. Um, but yeah. So basically, what Bromberg said that I agreed with was. Uh, it's kind of backwards that the Xfinity cars would be harder to drive than the cup cars. Shouldn't that, shouldn't that be the other way around? Yeah. And I thought, well, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, but you know, there were, there was a big test in Atlanta this week. Um, and it looks like, you know, pack racing is coming to our mile and a half and two mile tracks. So, well, Jimmy said in his quote, and I think it was retweeted by, yeah, Bromberg tweeted it out. Uh, Jimmy told NASCAR and NBC says, uh, he basically said that you can't, he says, we're, we're used to having the, the horsepower underneath our foot to accelerate up off the turn and you can't even feel the acceleration. Now you're at high speed. You lift half off, half off the throttle and then you put it back down and you don't even feel the car pick up. So, I mean, yeah, we're, driving, you're basically wide open. It's like driving my, my pickup truck versus my wife's four cylinder. Right. You hit the gas and there's nothing there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's so strange to me. Um, did you see it's F- Ford Martin, right? You know Ford Martin. He used to be on uh, Sirius XM from time to time. He's um, I think that was before I started listening. In yeah, during the time the I was listening, um, Kevin Harvick's old crew chief was it Gil Martin? Do you okay. remember that? Yeah, I think I, so. Anyway, yeah, his he has a son Ford. Well, Ford apparently Ford gets in trouble on Twitter all the time, <laughs> and uh, he was at the Atlanta test and he had posted live video of the cars going around the track, and somebody must have chewed him out because I went to click on it. And I was like, ooh, this is good stuff, and it was gone. Huh. Tweeted. So I thought, oh, Ford probably got in trouble for pushing, <laughs> pushing out video from the test. Nice. <laughs> so I don't know how we got on that topic off the uh, off the uh, the 2019 Silverado and Camaro bodies, but I anyway. Don't either. Any other news, James, that I'm missing? No, I think that's it, man. I I think Jeff Gluck's yeah, returning I, to the track this week. That's pretty cool. Yep, yeah. saw that. He's in. He's probably in route right now. I yeah. saw on Instagram he's flying in. So. Yep. Yeah, he said he's Good on a plane stuff. right now. That was 42 minutes ago. So, yeah, flying high in the sky, bringing, bringing himself back to uh, finish off the season. That's awesome. Yep. Yep. Um, I don't know. Not... Brian France. We, we should probably – I just remembered that. Yeah. But there's nothing I, really – I left it off the notes, but you can go ahead and go for it if you want well, to. Well, no, it's just everything's pushed back until December. Yeah. He was in court. Well, he wasn't in court today. Right. He's hiding uh, under the rock that he, tip, he <laughs> sometimes crawled out of. Yeah. He's been hiding there for a little <laughs> while. I think that's, that, that, that rocks the best place for him, I think. Do we have to edit that out of the podcast? No, that... I'm, I'm leaving it up. Okay, good. Okay. Staying good. in, man. Good. You, I, I will make sure to post your address in the show notes where you guys can send letters and uh, any lawsuits. I don't think he's making any public appearances uh, since August, so I no. think I might be okay. Yeah, I don't think he's been around. I, we haven't seen anything from him other than, you know, Pockers mentioned in the court dates, but that's it. So He's no, doing just fine, by the way. <laughs> All right, so we get, it is the AAA Texas 500 at Texas Motor Speedway. James, we got a race tonight. The Truck Series are racing tonight. Yeah. Um, it sounds like they tore up a bunch of Xfinity cars in practice today. So uh, Texas is going to be a good, fun weekend this weekend. Yep. Denny um, Hamlin made a comment of how he's scared for Morgan Shepard's uh, health. Oh, jeez. Did you see that? Oh, that's I didn't, another one. I didn't see the comment. I saw Shepard crashed in practice. Yeah, Shepard crashed really hard, and uh, Denny Hamlin said it's not – 
I'm I'm generally concerned because it's different crashing as at 77 than it is in your 20s, 30s, and 40s. I don't know that I disagree with Denny Hamlin. I don't think I do either, but I just thought I mean, it was I, kind of interesting that he said that. I mean, Shepard's in pretty good shape for the age that he is, but that's right, man. I don't know. It's, yeah, that's it's it. scary. Yeah, yeah, that's not that was good. All right, so we head to Texas this weekend, and I have to get my pick ready here because i don't have a clue who i'm picking so let me figure this out so we got all three series in action this weekend we got the truck series the xfinity series and the cup series um oh there we go just couldn't find the right link come on racing reference you gotta have this ready beforehand right (laughs) i'm ready to roll uh all right if you're ready to roll take the first pick i know it's mine but take it no i can't take your first pick ah come on you can do it Okay, I don't I'll mind. Do I don't mind. Um, I want to pick Kevin Harvick, but I'm going to probably steal your pick. I'm going to go Chase Elliott. I actually wasn't going to pick Chase. Oh, okay, so that's good. I, I feel I feel better then. Um, you know what? I'm going to pick. I'll tell you what. This guy has imploded here a bunch of times, oh. but he's also won here three times. So I'm going to go Kyle Busch. Yep, he is very good. He's got the best driver rating um, at Texas amongst the playoff drivers, and it's not even close. Yeah, he either does something stupid here or he wins. Yeah, he is he is by far the best driver at Texas among this group, statistical-wise. Right. Um, I will note that neither of us picked the driver who's won seven times at Texas Motor Speedway, Jimmy Johnson. Well, he's won seven times at every racetrack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Kevin Harvick defending winner of the fall race and he's got two consecutive wins right he won the spring race there too i believe so well, he's coming off two straight texas wins um so his his driver rating is looking pretty good too he's at a 94.4 um he's tied basically with martin truex jr who does not have a win at texas okay and chase elliott is the next one in line he also does not have a win at texas but he has finished out of the top 10 only once his average finish is 7.4 there you go James with, James with all the info. With the stats. With the stats. I bring the stats. All right. I'm going to take the Dark Horse pick first since you picked the main pick first. Um, I'm just – I'm going to go – it's it's potentially his last Cup Series race ever, apparently. Yeah. yeah so I'm going Trevor so. Bain. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. No pressure. Can I pick Eric, Eric Almarola? Because he's really bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just joking. I'm not going to pick him. <laughs> I was almost going to um, let you. No, I can't do that. It's not good. Um, gosh, who would I pick? Uh, yeah, I don't think I don't think anybody in the in the final eight can be a dark horse. Yeah, I don't think so either. <laughs> uh, let's go a little bit off the grid. William Byron, he's okay. he would have run good. I think with Chase Elliott running a little bit better, hope maybe that would transition to William Byron. I'd love so, to see Byron get a win before the season's out. Yeah, he just hasn't been. I mean, he's had. You know, it's just not he, been a great year. It's, it's, yeah, it's not been a bad a, year, but it's not been a great year. But none of his Hendrick teammates have done really anything other than Chase either. So that's true. He's been okay. It's just a rookie. Your rookies are going to struggle. Yep. And it, I mean, it just goes to show you how tough this series is. Yep. Yeah. He was a world beater in anything he's driven. And I don't, I expect him to get there at some point. Oh yeah. He'll get there. He'll I get expect there. him to get some wins and maybe a championship. Hard to say. It's not as easy to predict as the other series, but that's right. A lot of good guys in this series, but he'll be fine. He'll be fine. All right, James, anything else that we need to hit on? Uh, no, I think we are, uh, I think we're good. All right. How can they find you on social media if they want to check out what you're tweeting during the race? 
at James Cush on Twitter. You can find me at T Super Speedway on Twitter. I will not be tweeting during the race this weekend because I will be at hockey, so I have to watch it delayed. Uh, might watch truck race tonight though. Uh, you can You're... find what? Go ahead. No, I was gonna say you being delayed on Sunday really actually got to me for the first time because <laughs> I was so excited about those last ten laps and I was texting you. All I texted was, you was it was kind of cool because I knew something exciting was gonna happen. I know, and I usually don't do that, but I was—I actually got really excited for once. I'm like, oh, I got to see if Eric's actually watching. Well, there this. was no way I could have predicted what was going to happen based on what you said. So I know. Well, I kept it. I kept that's, it back. That's the way to do it. That's the way. To all do I it. said was, you replied, and all I said was, "Oh boy." So I kept. <laughs> as soon as you said, "Oh boy," I shut my phone off because Good. I didn't want anybody else to text me. Right. That's what usually happens. So. Yes. So I gave you the warning then. So that's good. <laughs> there you go. Um, so you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com/slash. T, uh, the super speedway facebook.com slash the super speedway our website is is the super speedway.com you can find the podcast on there show notes links to the articles that we've discussed and some of the stories from uh races that i covered the earlier this season you can find the podcast on itunes google play and soundcloud uh, if you like what we're doing and you want to become a part of it become a patron at patreon.com slash the super speedway uh james we only got about an hour, I think, before the truck series race starts, if, unless, unless it's 8.30 Texas time. I don't know. could be Texas time. Anyway, we're going to head on out of here. Um, talk to you guys next week. We'll talk about Texas, and we will preview Phoenix. Right? Phoenix already? Yeah, we got uh, just a couple cow. to go. Dang. We're almost done. That almost to the offseason. Season's almost done. All right. We'll talk to you guys next week. Until then, let's go racing. Let's go racing.